This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. 7 a.m. here on a Saturday. We welcome you in to Tee to Green on WGR Sports Radio 550. As we are every Saturday, 7 o'clock, your spot for local golf talk here in western New York. We appreciate you waking up with us here on WGR, Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro, Jeff Metis, our normal group. Jeff, good morning. Good morning, Brian. Sorry uh, I blew your ears out there. A little loud. Is on that the, better uh, now? It's a lot better. A That's lot right. better. Beautiful, another beautiful morning we got here. We've had a, a great tour so far this summer. Absolutely. The weather's been very kind to us here. Uh, after the first the first couple of shows, it was snowing wherever we went. But then uh, after that, it's been it's yeah, been pretty nice. When we were here earlier, the weather was not, That's right. not golfing weather. We had uh, There was some snow, some frost uh, when we came back here. Uh, in April. Kevin, good morning. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you over the volume in my headset. That's no, <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Yours is good. <laughs> good to be here. This play, Every time we're at East Aurora Country Club, I look out. You know what? I'm, 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 I will say this, and this is over my own club. But this, is, this is one of the best looking, if not the best looking club in western New York. Very like pastoral. Every, right? I mean, every time you, you come here, it's just, it looks perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it it's, does. It's, 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 we know... Gorgeous. How great uh, it is in terms of the course shape and the manicure, but just the setting, the patio, the landscaping, and just it, it's the rolling, it's a perfect setting. Yeah, yeah. the little rolling hills. It, you know, it reminds me, uh, you know, the, the Emerald Isle in Ireland, right? I mean, it's just so green out here at East Aurora. Verdant. Right. Absolutely. Coming up over the course of the next hour, uh, we are here for the second time this year. As we said, we are back here in April. But we're here as we normally are in our opportunity to preview the International Junior Masters. It's the 66th annual edition. It'll be held on the 25th through the 29th here at East Aurora Country Club. So we'll get you some info on that. A great, great local event with global stars that are playing here, representing some of the Junior Masters players. So we'll talk about that here coming up in just one moment. We've got some of the tournament directors here on set, so we'll have them in just one moment. Uh, we'll get a few thoughts in on last week's U.S. Open. Of course, Brooks Kepka ends up taking home the championship. Phil Mickelson making some interesting comments after uh, his incident on his Saturday round in which he chased down a ball and hit it. Jeff, I know you got a lot to say on that, but uh, yeah. you're going to have to save it for, for later in the show. Oh, right. what a tease. <laughs> I know. That's right. Uh, our West I bet I disagree with Jeff, by the way. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. We're going to find out. All right. Awesome. We always disagree, but yeah. I'm excited to hear about it. That's right. Our Western New York PGA tip of the week coming up. We'll have the head pro here, David Jones, joining us in our second segment at about 730. So looking forward to that. 
And, of course, uh, we welcome you to listen throughout the entire hour here on WGR. But as we said, we're here to preview the International Junior Masters and the tournament directors, two of the many that are involved here in making this event go so well. Jeff Kamian and Paul O'Brien is with us here. Good morning, morning Brian. Gentlemen. Morning, guys. Thanks for having us. Oh, we, great to have you here again. We always enjoy coming here for this week. I know that you guys are busy in preparations and have done so much work so far, and there's more work to come. But uh, we'll start with you, Paul. Just your thoughts here on being involved in this event another year. I know you, you were kind of joking with me. You were very kind to get me a drink behind the bar here. Wait, I should. Yeah, water. Well, I have hold to on, say, like, it's uh, Brian. I didn't know you were a that heavy of a drinker. Six in the morning you know? here. Six. <laughs> A water behind the bar, thank you. <laughs> but uh, I joked, I said, hey, we have a celebrity bartender here. One of the members came up and was actually trying to get a drink from you already. <laughs> but you said you've done pretty much everything here at East Aurora. But that inc one of your, of course, uh, duties I'm sure you're very proud of is being involved in this tournament. Uh, it is. Uh, you know, it's, it, it is a lot of work during the year. Uh, and as Jeff has said before, uh, you know, when people ask us, you, you must be relieved that it's over. We say, no. This this week is the fun part, you know. It's, it's the it's the nine months leading up to it that uh, we we devote a lot of time and effort to it, along with uh, you know some of the other uh, members here uh, throughout the year. Um, you know, it uh, it gets a little more complicated every year as we try to make it a little bit better every year. Uh, you know, kind of working against ourselves, uh, uh, but uh, we we do enjoy it and and we do it just to 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 put on the best event that these kids will play in all year. And, you know, we don't really care who wins as long as they come here and they have a great time and they have a great experience. That's that's what counts. Yep. How many countries are represented again? I'm always amazed by this. Actually, I, we lost a couple. Uh, this was a big year for sick grandmothers. Uh-oh. Uh, we, we <laughs> Sounds like my staff. I don't know why I'm laughing at that. but <laughs> we, we, yeah. lost, we lost a couple kids. We lost Spain, uh, uh, Germany, and uh, there, was, there was one other we lost as well. Uh, these kids are here for the school year, but then they go back to Europe, uh, you know, for uh, for the summer. But they usually go after our tournament, uh, so we'll we'll get them back next year. Uh, it was it was just one of those things this year. Yeah. Also with us, one of the tournament directors, Jeff Kamian. Jeff, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us here again, as always. What We're are happy you? You guys are here again. Yes, thank you. What are you uh, most excited about leading up to this week? Well, I'm just excited to see the kids. Uh, you know, as, as Paul mentioned, um, you know, members come up to us and they, we have meetings every week, you know, really starting at the beginning of the year. And, and they do say, I bet you guys can't wait for this to be over. And, and we always say we can't wait for it to start. Yeah. And uh, so we're very excited about uh, getting things underway. And uh, we have some, we actually have a few of our alumni coming in tomorrow. Uh, to to play uh, some practice rounds with some of the juniors, give them uh, a better tour of the course than we could give because they're clearly playing from different places and different angles than we would. And uh, so we're excited to see some of those kids come back and uh, just excited to get things underway. Yeah. When you, when you mention alums, Kevin, I think this is where the rich history comes into play. I mean, some of the names here that we see – 
that have played. You have a Masters champion. Trevor Immerman has played in this event. Yeah. Jim Furyk, a U.S. Open champion, has played in this event. But uh, other PGA Tour players that people would recognize, Jeff Sluman from Rochester, Dudley Hart from Buffalo, you know, Billy Mayfair, Woody Austin. How about Rory Sabatini, Billy Andre. I mean, Camilo Vajegas, Tim Clark. Yeah. I mean, these are guys that uh, we've seen on the PGA Tour and, uh, I mean, the, the history and you have those names backing it is Well, I, I mentioned to Trevor's brother, Mark Immelman, um, you know, who I work with uh, PGA Tour Radio Times. Was, hey, your brother, International Junior Masters. is like, oh, yeah, Nistarara. You know, he, I can't do it with my <laughs> South African accent. He's like, but, oh, yeah, like, players know this tournament. So uh, it, it has a special place in the heart. And I, Jeff, uh, uh, I'll ask you, this has to be when you're planning. We're talking about the planning process here. When you get a commitment from a player, it must be like, you know, in the sales bullpen in an office, right? When you when you uh, make a sale, right? And like, whoa, hey, this is awesome. We got so-and-so coming. Like the, the rush of getting a player to commit, I bet it's pretty special. It, it really is, especially we're always trying to expand uh, internationally. So uh, we're always excited to get players from – uh, new countries for us, and uh, you know we we reliably uh, depend on our our groups from Colombia, Mexico, Canada. They're 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 a, uh, they're a given every year. Uh, but you know, last year we we had China, we had uh, a player from Egypt in the last couple of years, uh, and last year we had Spain. Uh, you can. Yeah, we had Spain, Venezuela, Venezuela, and they couldn't come for obvious reasons. Yeah. but uh, yeah. we we do hope to get them back, and and we're we're already planning for next year. Uh, we want to get the Scottish contingent back. We're going to work with uh, Colin Dalglish, who was a champion here, uh, also a Walker Cup captain, uh, and he's he's helped us out before, and uh, we hope he, he can help us out again and, and get those Scots back. Uh, so l- let me ask you about all right. So you mentioned Scotland because you know. Internationally, you know, as you mentioned, some of the kids school here but go home. But those who maybe are coming from other countries, like who, 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 who covers the expenses? Is it a parent? Do they try to find sponsors over there? Is it a tournament? Like, how does that work? It's uh, sometimes it's it's the golfing union. Like in Scotland, it would be the uh, the golfing union, mm-hmm. uh, which governs. Uh, it's like the AJGA over here. Mm-hmm. They they govern uh, golf in Scotland and and uh, they would they would pay some of the expenses but really there aren't a lot of expenses once they get here it doesn't cost them anything you know we we put them up with uh, members you're not charging them a greens fee is what we're, you're saying yeah we're, we we <laughs> yeah. put them up with members reduce uh, rate you know so they, <laughs> they 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 don't pay for anything during the week and they're and they're here for the week so uh it's it's a plane ticket is what it is and uh, uh and and I know some of the clubs like we we have a 12 year old kid coming from Australia uh, wow! Their club uh, from from Long Reef uh, Golf Club in Sydney, and they've committed to sending at least one player every year, and that's the club. So the club's going to pick up that expense, and he's he's coming with his mother. Yeah, now that's you know that's a neat idea for the clubs too to do, and it's probably a special thing and uh, and an honor for that young gentleman to be chosen by his club to come and represent. And, and Long Reef, uh, the the assistant professional there is is Billy Watson. And Billy uh, played in the tournament uh, the last three years. Billy's only 19 years old, hmm. and uh, he was runner-up last year, and he was in the semifinals the year before. So, a very good player. 
With us here on Tee to Green, Brian Colsey, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro, Jeff Metis. We're live at East Aurora Country Club. Two of the tournament directors are with us here from the International Junior Masters, Paul O'Brien and Jeff Kamian. The 66th edition gets started this week, uh, starting on the 25th, and uh, we'll give you some information if you'd like to come out and attend here uh, over the course of the next hour right here on Tee to Green on WGR. Uh, a few weeks ago, we were up at Niagara Falls Country Club previewing the Women's Porter Cup, as we are here, previewing the IGM, and I know that uh, the Porter Cup and the International Junior Masters, two of the great amateur events here in Western New York. But uh, I know now even a better special relationship in terms of uh, champion here, getting a chance to play in the Porter Cup. And uh, I know that the uh, the Porter Cup champion now is getting an opportunity to play in the Lecom event that is at Peak and Peak. And, uh, you know, I think the, the, the pride of Western New York golf and what we do here to try to promote, to, to you know, growing the game. I know that's a big thing that everybody loves to be a part of here. Jeff, we know the Western New York PGA, that's one of your initiatives, growing the game. But to have that tie-in uh, of everybody kind of working together, realizing that growing it, working together is a big piece of that. I th- I'm sure that, uh, you know, that's something that's kind of cool now, that uh, the IGM champ is going to get the chance to play in the Porter Cup. Well, as a player, all you're seeing is opportunity for yourself right now. So you're looking yeah. there and say, hey, i got a chance to win this tournament. Oh, hey, that gets me into the Porter Cup. Hey, the Porter Cup gets me into other things. And all these things build their resume, and these kids are trying to go to colleges, and they're trying to get scholarships, and, and these are just opportunities for these people to excel. So it's it's a really neat event. We're lucky to have it, obviously. We're here every year to talk about it. But, you know, if I'm a kid competing in this, I'm thinking, hey, this is going to open the door for me to do lots of things if I can do well this week. Yeah. Well, it's a ladder, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and player, Jeff mentioned opportunity. I mean, we talk about the PGA Tour a lot, and you look at, uh, all right, how do you get into the, the majors, right? Well, or, or how do you get into invitationals? Well, there are certain exemptions if you're in the money list, if you're a winner here, if you finish top 20 in this spot. Well, amateur players, uh, young players are going to look at opportunity. Well, if I can go to the International Junior Masters and I can win that, then I can play in the Porter Cup. And if I can win that, I can play on a professional event. And Hey, win that. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. And, and you know what? It's probably going to happen at some point. And right? it's, it certainly made yeah. a difference here. Uh, you know, We have, uh, I think, four kids coming from the Metropolitan section this year. Uh, that's the best section in the country. I disagree. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, you know, they've got some terrific players down here. And uh, Matt Ferrari's playing with us this year. Matt finished second in the high school uh, states. In fact, we've got five of the top ten playing here this year that uh, in the public high school state championships. So, uh, you know, it, it's made a big difference. And you know, Rochester certainly has the the reputation, and deservedly so. They've they a lot of Rochester kids have won here, but we're working on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I think you know this association with the Porter Cup goes a long way. Yeah, very cool. I mean, look, 66th edition here, the Porter Cup in July will have their 60th edition. So yeah. it, uh, this is a rich part of Western New York golf. The, these two events, and it's a big step up for someone. You know, yeah. I mean, this is junior golf, and the Porter Cup is high-end amateur golf. And then there's a big step to the, the web. web.com yep. and a big step to. But this is how you grow as a player. You know, you want to be nervous. You want to be in these situations where. Hey, maybe you're a little bit above your comfort level, and that's how you become better. Well, that's how you, yeah, it's how you figure things out here. Uh, one of the things I, I want to know is about the membership. And Jeff, tell me about the commitment of the members to make this event happen. Because yeah, I, I, there's probably there's so many elements to it, right? Allowing it to be played on the course, right? Members, sure. you know, members. We have a short golf season here. We do, right? You know, and uh, to say, okay, yeah, we're going to give up the course, so to speak. Uh, for some prime time. Just tell me about the membership commitment here. Well, uh, the tournament is is put on by members. Uh, so everybody uh, on the planning committee, uh, uh, 
uh, myself, uh, Paul O'Brien, Frank Zolkowski, uh, and Ron Olson are the executive uh, committee. And each committee probably has eight to ten other members helping them. So throughout the year we have probably 50 members or so uh, working on various aspects, whether it's sponsorship or uh, player development, uh, those sorts of things. And then during tournament week itself, uh, I would say probably half the membership is involved uh, being course spotters and volunteers, things like that. Uh, we have a hospitality tent that, that our, our uh, associates board, women's board, uh, puts on, uh, you know, coffee and pastries for, for the uh, 6 a.m. Uh, practice sessions before the 7 a.m. tea time. So the membership is, uh, is very supportive, and we, uh, about maybe eight, eight to ten years ago, we developed a, uh, what we call our finals party, which thanks the members and it's it's open to all, to all the members. Uh, it's quite quite an it's become probably a, a highlight event at the club each year. So the membership uh, there are probably a few that 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 uh, don't like to give up the course. But the other part about that is 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 the uh, the other clubs around Western New York uh, have been really really great in opening uh, themselves up for some of our members to go and play there. Uh, during tournament week. Paul O'Brien, Jeff Kamian, tournament directors here of the International Junior Masters, the 66th annual edition. T.D. Green is live here at East Aurora Country Club. We're on the beautiful patio overlooking the course here, and the nice uh, international flags are out. I always love looking for those uh, pulling up on this week as, uh, of course, a global event. It says international right on its title. Uh, can we Let's talk a little bit about maybe some of the players. I know that uh, in this event this week, uh, people won't be coming out. Is there uh, a local following that we should talk about? And then also maybe if you were going to say, hey, these are maybe some of the guys that could be having a chance to win uh, an sure. opportunity uh, of some people to come out and maybe when they walk around the course of who to follow. Yeah, you know, at the top end of the uh, of the field, uh, you know, on paper anyhow, uh, we got a young man from uh, Arizona, Jacob Tarkani, coming in. Uh, uh, Matt Ferrari, as I mentioned. Yep. Uh, uh, Eric Stouterman, uh, you know some of the some of the really good players here in Western New York. Uh, we've got the Colombian team; uh, they're all plus twos, so and they're all they've never been here before. That doesn't so. mean they're bringing two people to the dinner. <laughs> no, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but uh, they always feel a, a terrific team, and uh, uh, the Mexican team is always a terrific team as well. So. Uh, we're going to have some really good golf played out here this year. I, uh, which club, uh, the Mexican players, anybody from Chapultepec coming? That's where they play the Mexican uh, championship. Unbelievable golf club, by the way, down there. You it's know, incredible. We, we've got two, two, there's two federations, and uh, one is the uh, Mexican Golf Federation, the other is the Mexican Junior Golf Association. And one's based near Mexico City, and the other isn't, and I, I don't know okay, which one I, is uh, coming. Sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> Speaking you, of spots, this guy hit a nice shot up to the green. <laughs> he must be the world's fastest player, by the way. I mean, what, 720, and he's already on hole nine? Do we think he's going to make this putt, by the way? Hey, I got a question for you. As uh, Do you notice a difference in the players as you've gone through this for years and years? Are the players more athletic? Are they taller? Are they... Are they getting stronger? I mean, that would be my impression watching, you know, because of what's happening in the professional levels, it starts to trickle down to the kids. I've noticed college kids have gotten bigger, stronger, faster. You, as you know what I along. noticed a couple years ago? 
is that everybody started playing the the low cut, like Dustin Johnson. It, it went from everybody's hitting this high draw, and now they're hitting this low cut. That that was one of the biggest things that, that I noticed. A little more control. Yeah, they're powerful, uh, so they don't want to hook the ball. I understand that. Right. Yeah, as a kid. Yeah, but and but further on the players, uh, Jeff, we've we've got uh, we've we've got a, a local contingent here in East Aurora area that Jeff uh, Kamian could talk about. Yeah, we're we're very excited about the fact that uh, we have eight eight kids from East Aurora Country Club playing this, and and uh, uh, there's numerous ways to get exempt into into the event and uh that's how most of them got in and and uh four of them play for the east aurora holland golf team which i don't think has lost a match in you know three or four years and yeah, these they kids are over the state tournament yeah there was yeah, a ton of them yeah so so we have andrew Congo and jake roach and mitch and matt jeffy who are all part of that uh team is Congo and roach this would be their second appearance They've oh this is their fourth their fourth and, okay and and, and uh and and uh and they have uh, one more to go after this year. They're going into their senior year. And then we also have uh, uh, Charlie Fisher, who uh, plays for Orchard Park. He's a, he's a junior member here. And Charlie's like 13. I think he just finished he, seventh grade or something. He qualified like last year, and then he broke his wrist the week before. Oh, I think boys will be boys, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. We had two of those this week, yeah. by the way. Oh, <laughs> well, you're known for a good, strong junior program here. I know Dave Jones, your head pro, does a nice job with juniors, and that's something like we're having an event like this must just fire those kids up to motivate them to get up early and hit balls and practice and play all the time to have an opportunity to play in such a great event at their home club. I was uh, I was humbled by that yesterday as I uh, I played uh, nine holes with uh, with Dave's ten year old son who who beat me by a stroke. Um, and, just told and, everybody and, that, by yeah. the way. <laughs> I know. I saw it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're, we are excited about uh, the kids that we have in the tournament, and, and we're also excited by the fact that we have uh, uh, it looks like a, a nice stable of you know nine to twelve year olds, and I know Dave is going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, uh, so hopefully those will follow and and, and uh, succeed. Uh, the, the young guys that we just spoke about. And two years ago, of course, you had the champion, David Haynes. Right. Right. And right. 26, 2016, 2016, he was the winner. Yep. A member here at East Aurora. He's been a member here since he held a club in his hand for the first time. He, yeah. I was in a. Uh, he's local, still playing at Canisius, right, Jeff? Yeah, I believe yeah. he's yeah. sophomore or yeah. junior at Canisius yeah. College. I was in a local tournament that he and his brother won. I didn't think it was fair that they got to play together. <laughs> they're, well, they're really good players. A lot of skill. <laughs> That's right. Play better. That's what we always say. All right, well, play better. <laughs> Sometimes, right. Jeff, you know you 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 know you're out out gunned going into it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. And yeah, if you think that you are, yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, I'll be- take you and me against the Haynes. All three of us uh, against the Haynes brothers. We still lose. I'm just telling you that right now. No matter how many strokes they have, they're good players. Really good players. No comment. Jeff, okay. Jeff I, wants I'm, a piece. I'm confident in my own abilities. Come on, okay. you're a fine player. We got Cozio. I, I, I know. Yeah. I'm just. I'm, <laughs> Jeff, you know what I'm talking about. The the, the Haynes are great players. They are. Yes. They are, they are okay. very good players. Absolutely. Uh, Paul and Jeff, before we let you go, I know we're going to bring David in in just one moment to talk a little bit more about an opportunity for kids and, and the golf program and everything, but can you just uh, give a voice out here to spectators that might be interested in coming to watch this week? Just. Um, some of the logistics involved, and uh, where they can even, if they want to follow the tournament, just where they can get that information. Sure. Um, so we start on Tuesday morning, 7 a.m., and we Wednesday, 7 a.m., Thursday and Friday, 7.30. We pretty much go 
all day. Tuesday's the shortest day. We're usually done by about uh, 3 o'clock on, on, uh, on Tuesday. Admission is free. Parking is free. Uh, so there's no cost to come and, and, uh, and view the tournament. And Paul, you want to add anything to that? Um, yeah, just come on out. It's, you're, you're seeing the future stars of tomorrow, and, and even if you're not, you're seeing a bunch of great kids just you know, kind of figure, figure life out. That's right. I know last year when I came here, too, you guys have a nice little tent set up, too. If people want to get food or drinks or things like that, you can, you can get it. These great programs, by the way. Kudos to, uh, to you. The crew that put this together. This is outstanding. Well, I I just want to say congratulations again for yeah. keeping this going and for your membership in the club to keep it going and all the sponsorship support that uh, I know is essential to, to it keeping is. this going. Well, we've seen I, it grow. Every year we come, yeah, we just yeah. see the, the, yeah. the event grow. I should just also, also mention, because you said where they could follow, uh, our website will be, uh, if, if not live, pretty close to live. Uh, so it's www.internationaljuniormasters.com. A lot of things to type in to, to get to the website. But uh, you'll be able to uh, uh, see the scoring uh, almost as it happens. Yeah, And I know, too, because I was following it last year, the Twitter handle at IGM Golf. It also yes. had some nice updates throughout the day, especially if you want to see some of the pictures of the guys and playing and things like that. So. For all of you Twitterers out there. Nobody's on Twitter, Brian. IGM Golf. That's right. <laughs> International Junior Masters. I figured it out this week. I'm going to be using it. <laughs> Excellent. He's a step ahead of me. That's right. There are some people, including Brian, I wonder if they're ever off Twitter. You tweet a lot, but that's I good. I do. That's good. Well, He's in the media. He's good. That's right. So that's that's how it is competing. <laughs> that's how it is right now. It is. You've got you to gotta know Twitter. I, yes, I agree. Paul O'Brien, Jeff Kamian, tournament directors here. It's the 66th <laughs> annual International Junior Masters. Internationaljuniormasters.com. Uh, as we said, no entry fee, no parking fee, a phenomenal event to come out. And uh, if you have children that you want to get excited about golf or they love golf already, uh, this is a great event to be at. And uh, we'll speak with David Jones coming up here next segment as well about that. Gentlemen, good luck. We thank uh, appreciate you. Yeah, it. Yeah, Hope you have a great week of weather, and uh, I know obviously all your hard work is going to be paying off this week on full display. So thanks for having us thanks, here, guys. guys. Thanks, guys. All right. Jeff Kamian, Paul O'Brien from the International Junior Masters. We'll step aside here on TD Green. We're live at East Aurora Country Club. When we come back, more on the IGM. We'll get David's take, the head pro here, David Jones, uh, on the event, and also his thoughts on last week's U.S. Open and our Western New York PGA tip of the week. We'll probably... Talk a little bit about tournament golf here at East Aurora with our tip. Jeff Metis will chime in as well with his two cents. Kevin Sylvester. That's what it's worth. He's always willing to give us his two cents. I'll give you five cents. That's man. right. You're generous this week. I am. I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for being with us. More T to Green coming up live at East Aurora right after this on WGR. You're listening to T to Green presented by Woods to Wedges, Michelob Ultra, the Western New York PGA, Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. Stay tuned. More tea to green coming up. Listen up, golfers. Here comes the Western New York PGA Tip of the Week, brought to you by the Western New York PGA. The Western New York PGA has one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. Welcome back to East Borough Country Club here on Tea to Green. As we are here to get you ready for the 66th International Junior Masters event, which starts uh, this week coming up. It's June 25th through the 29th. InternationalJuniorMasters.com is the website. Big thanks to tournament directors Jeff Kamian and Paul O'Brien for joining us last segment. 
Uh, if you're just tuning in this morning, make sure you wake up earlier next week. We start every Saturday at 7. Oh, I but, thought we were starting earlier next week. What? No. <laughs> that's I right. got enough problem getting here for the 7 a.m. start, Brian. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have the entire show up on our on-demand audio section, WGR550.com, a little bit later on this morning so you can take in all that you need to know about this great International Junior Masters event here from East Aurora Country Club. Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Minas. As you heard, it is time for our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week. And with that, we bring in the head pro here at East Aurora Country Club, David Jones, to do that. Also, Superintendent Drew Thompson is here as well. So we'll talk to both of them this segment. More on the IGM event. Uh, but let's start off with our tip of the week the youngsters by the way david good morning good i should morning. introduce you and say good morning yep. good morning yeah, drew good morning as well did you recognize drew drew is he's uh, lost a lot of weight he yeah, he's great. lost a lot of weight you look great buddy absolutely well, the two you. most important people at a golf club the head mm. pro and the superintendent that's right they make everything work yep. no doubt. Well, thank you the chef's a close third he is for me anyway. but he's for us <laughs> but he's third. that's right not for me anymore <laughs> <laughs> that's right david um before we get to the tip how excited about are you to have the event back here again? It's uh, again fantastic. My third third run at it. Uh, every year we try to to uh, increase the experience a little bit here and there. The field, uh, according to Mr. O'Brien and the the player development, is as strong as it's been in in many years. So, you know, again, just to see all these kids running around the, the grounds for the next five days, beginning on on Tuesday, is going to be just a fantastic experience. Right. Got to like kids. You must like kids. And as I, as I said last year, it's the general uh, wow factor for the kids. When they're in there, yesterday they're in the golf shop playing their practice rounds, and there's more giggling, laughing. Um, they haven't gotten to that point yet where everything has to be so serious so they can turn it on and turn it off. Yeah. And I was sitting at my desk, you know, trying to, trying to take a phone call, and it got so loud with laughter I started to get annoyed for a second, and then I had to take a step back and say, wait, this is what junior golf is, and uh, we should appreciate it. And I think we all need to remind ourselves that sometimes, no doubt. You know what I like about the kids is watching them putt, because kids just putt so freely when they're young. As you spoke, they haven't had all the mental scars yet. They just try to make everything. So you come out and watch the free-flowing strokes of young kids. It will help your putting game as you, if you come out this week to watch that. No doubt about it. That's right. They're not afraid of that four- or five-footer coming back, are they? No, never. No. I mean, don't even think about it. Yeah, that's until right. Drew puts a stint meter at 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. They won't finish then, yeah. Well, Drew, I, don't know. I know you were working hard, so you missed the open of, of the show, but Kevin was very complimentary of just – he said how when he always comes in, he said it just looks great every time, and I'll echo his words here. I mean, coming in, I always – get here early to go around to the course everywhere we go to take pictures and everything and i don't have to work very hard to make it look great for our uh, for our twitter photos of the course here uh, i know that that's something that you take a lot of pride in but uh, it's noticeable i mean we notice yeah. it coming in every time i appreciate that uh you know i, I can't take all take all the credit for it actually i, I only take a very small fraction of it i got a, a great crew of, of, of people that work here uh do an outstanding job work very very hard and uh you know they make me proud every day I'm happy yeah. to have them. We are here at 6.15 watching you work on something on the path here. You're already in a hole at <laughs> Elect- 6.15. Electrician yeah. this yeah. morning, yeah. That's right. Play many, many roles out here. Well, as I said, I love the flags. You always have those up here, but the course in great shape. So what challenges do you have in terms of getting the course tournament ready for an event like this? Well, we don't uh, make any attempt to change it much from the way it plays for our membership. Uh, we want the kids to... Uh, come out, have a fair test of golf, uh, and this course offers a fair test of golf to everybody that plays it, so we don't really have to trick it up too much. So uh, you're not the USGA? No. Okay. No. Wow. We, we, we don't want to get into anything like that. You know, we, we, we want to we see some, some good scores. Uh, we want to see the, 
the course be be playable. Um, you know, it's uh, we we have a membership that's going to come back and play again next Saturday. So uh, we want it to be in just as good a shape when they return. So uh, uh, putting it together for this tournament is a fun thing to do. It's a it's a nice opportunity for us to showcase what we can do, uh, showcase the club to people that might not have been out here before. So uh, it's it's a, it's a fun it's a fun week for all of us. Absolutely, 66th annual International Junior Masters taking place next week here at East Aurora Country Club. We're joined here on Tee to Green by Head Pro David Jones and Course Superintendent Drew Thompson here on WGR. All right, let's get to that Western New York PGA Tip of the Week. David, let's start with you here. Don't put uh, a moving ball. Were, oh, that's sorry. Right. Don't put a moving ball. That's right. right. That'll be in our next segment. <laughs> Hold on to that with Mickelson. Uh, David, if you were uh, on the bag of every player here at the same time, you could possibly do that, and you were going to give some advice to these kids facing tournament pressure. For some of them, this might be the biggest tournament yet that they've played in their life here. What would be some advice to tournament golf that would make you a successful player? Well, first off, I think you need to identify where you're at. What, what, the, what the venue is, and every golf course needs to be attacked uh, in a different way, which is why golf is such a, a fantastic game, is that there's infinite puzzle pieces that need to get placed in the right spot to have success. Here, for instance, um, and again, identifying, there's no real opportunities to get anything back. Uh, uh, granted, we're not overly long, uh, and that's not our defense. Our course record is 65, and it's been around for 101 years at 6,300 yards or 6,400 from the back. So that illustrates that you don't go super low. Um, you can't overpower the golf course. Uh, so when you look at each hole uh, independently, there is no – you make a bogey, birdie's not on the next hole. So as Jeff and I were talking before the segment, when you're playing tournament golf, especially here, you need to forget the last one. And that's cliche, I know. We all, we all say that in, in the golf business, but – we have to be thinking about the next shot and try not to try try not to get back what you lost. And if you can just kind of muddle through and get through the round here at East Aurora um, without any miraculous shots, typically you're going to be okay. It's when you try to get that risk-reward, and I'll challenge that most people, the risk far outweighs the reward here. I would agree at this facility. Yeah, you kind of plot your way around the golf course. You have a plan. What are you going to hit off the tee? When you're in a tournament, you don't change because of momentum or mood or what happened on the previous hole if you plan to hit an iron off this tee or you plan to hit a three wood off this tee stick with your plan keep following your plan you've trained yourself to be in this position and now you need to trust trust that you're going to play your best um, a lot of times tournament golf people become first time when they're in a tournament they're not comfortable with those feelings of being nervous and and every shot counts and maybe people are watching you and maybe people are have expectations for you all those things you need to brush aside and just kind of focus on what you're trying to do the fun in the tournament is the grind the fun is afterwards putting down that score whatever it is that was the best score i could have possibly shot today i didn't give up on one shot i was tried not to be distracted on any shot um you know we're reading the back of your cover of your 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 manual here the most important shot in golf is the next one and uh, and that's important in tournament golf so when you're in a tournament what i tell people all the time they get in tournaments for the first time is hey just focus on what you do best try to play to your strengths and and not worry you know not not get for if you make a double early or something like that it doesn't affect your whole day you still got 16 17 holes left so focus on what you can control and try to block out everything else and and rely on the training and the practicing and the things you've done to get here there's a reason you're here you're a good player you've you've done a lot of good things to be invited to an event like this if you feel nervous that just means you're doing something really cool and furthermore on that this is a unique event too in that you have to change your your philosophy mid midstream so we're stroke play or metal play for the first two days, right. and then we have to switch your whole mentality 
to play the the golf the, the person, not the course. So it's a unique blend of of both formats of golf, and the ability to to transition will will show the stronger field. Just like the Duster Challenge, Brian. That's it's right. Stroke play, then, the putting green for the first well, eighteen. Then we, we go to nine hole matches. When you see a, when you putter. when you see something good, you steal the idea. That's, that's well, what that's, we did. Shh, don't tell them I stole the uh, idea from here. Well, <laughs> and what's great about this event is you do identify, I believe, the best player because there is a lot of golf to play to win. So it's not a fluke. You know, you got to get through the the. the stroke play portion and you got to win a bunch of matches to win so if you won you've earned it this it's week it's a complete package you're right, right. you're right. it's it's managing it's the course yeah. managing the course and then it's also managing the battle of against your, your competition at the same time too and as you know match play you have a little different strategy sometimes uh, than you would necessarily if you're playing against an entire field which yeah. i mean we love watching you know the Ryder Cup everybody loves watching that event but i mean when you're playing against whether it's a two-on-two event, a four-on-four event, but a one-on-one in this case, I mean, that's pretty fun to play. You know, I was just thinking about that course record uh, from the back tees, and I think one of the reasons why, and I'm going to say it's only 65, um, the par threes here, there is, uh, they're great. They're they're challenging. I mean, particularly uh, four and and uh, thirteen. No, four, it's fourteen, right? No, thirteen. Thirteen. Four and thirteen. So I was with a member the other day playing, and we had that same conversation. Is that this golf course? There's no guaranteed three on the scorecard. Uh, any given hole, you can't you can't assume that you're going to make a three on any hole. Oh, I so. never assume that. <laughs> right? It's yeah. uh, it is a fun golf course. It's a great golf course for match play, though, too. So when the kids get out here, uh, once you get through that stroke play portion and get into the match play, it's a it's a it's a great layout to to facilitate a great match play event. Yeah. Uh, before we let these two gentlemen go here, uh, David, I know that. Um, we, we talked with, with Paul and Jeff about anybody that wants to come in and, and spectate the event and enjoy uh, watching these young, great players coming in. I know that uh, you would echo the same, but I know you have a great uh, junior event on Tuesday that I'm looking forward to being here for. This is going to be fun, so uh, I'm excited to hear about it. Why don't you tell all of our listeners? Yeah, I'm glad I had an opportunity to speak about that. Um, so every year, again, we try to enhance the event to some capacity, and this year one of our committee members suggested that we are very active in our, in our PGA Junior League. And uh, so we, we said Tuesday is really our only day during that week that we have any sort of downtime on the golf course. How can we, again, make the experience better? So the, the thought process said, let's, uh, let's bring in this PGA Junior League format with the five Southern Town clubs that we, that we play. So we've got um, Fox Valley, Lancaster, East Aurora, Orchard Park, and Wanaka. Invite those children here to play the same format that they're comfortable with. And oh, by the way, maybe take two of your stronger players, put them together, and we'll reward them with a perpetual trophy for low score. And again, it's not going to change the format, so there's no added pressure. Two-person scramble, get through, record your score, and then, oh, by the way, they get a chance to see the bigger kids play. So they get to see what they can aspire to do down the road. So I'm really excited. If we get um, 80% participation from our, from our five clubs, which I'm very confident we're going to get, I think it's a great start. And again, another opportunity for us to grow the game. Uh, wrap our arms around these junior players. Again, another cliche statement, but that's the future. That's where golf's gonna gonna survive. Yeah, and that's what PGA pros do. That's uh, our job. Yeah, well, I'm super. F- I'm my son's playing in it on Tuesday. I'm super excited to to be here. I'm looking forward to watching that all play out. It's it's fun as a parent to watch them play on these courses. It's, it's truly. Yeah. And again, I think I, I their I, approach is as you guys were saying that. He has no fear. I'm like, don't hit it over there. And they're not even looking at that. <laughs> you know, no, no, no fear. And, and even further, the, the the idea of trying to figure out that puzzle that we put out there every day. So 
it's not necessarily the shortest putt on the green when you're trying to select. It's the it's the easiest putt. And to, to watch them and a, a father, where my son plays as well, and my daughter, to watch them try to navigate through without, as Jeff said, without uh, any preconceived thoughts is um, it's it's pretty special to watch them try to figure out the the game that how we did. That's right. Well, we do that. You do a great job with all the junior players here, and uh, we appreciate you coming on here and. We'll see it here Tuesday. We will. We will. Thank you. Drew, the course looks great. Have a great week. Hope you have good weather, too, as well. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Thanks for coming out, guys. Drew Thompson, David Jones from East Aurora Country Club. Again, all part of what makes the International Junior Masters here, the 66th edition, internationaljuniormasters.com. All right, 744 is the time here as uh, we are flying along here from East Aurora Country Club. When we come back, we'll get our thoughts on Phil Mickelson and his drama at the U.S. Open and Brooks Kepka winning for the second year in a row. With PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colziel. More coming up right here on WGR. You're listening to Tee to Green, presented by Woods to Wedges, Michelob Ultra, the Western New York PGA, Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantera, and Briarwood. Stay tuned. More Tee to Green coming up. Time for a check of the PGA Tour leaderboard brought to you by Encore Golf, Buffalo's Golf Ball, and by Donald Ross, the world's finest golf apparel. There's no disrespect meant, but uh, sometimes it's just best to take two shots and move on. And if, if uh, somebody's offended by that, I, I, you know, I apologize to them, but, uh, you know, toughen up because this is, uh, th- this is not meant that way. It's uh, just simply uh, I just wanted to get on to the next hole, and I, I didn't see that happening at the time. I'm gladly gladly take my two strokes and, and move on. That's Phil Mickelson after what was the third round of the U.S. Open last week. A uh, moment that I'm sure Phil Mickelson at this moment would like to erase from his memory. He later this week came back and said that he apologized for it. We'll get to that in a moment, but uh, we welcome you back here to Tee to Green International Junior Masters Week. Coming up, Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. But uh, as we check there, the PGA Tour leaderboard, yes, Brooks Kepka won the U.S. Open by one stroke over Tommy Fleetwood, who shot an incredible 63 in the final round. This week, uh, they are in Connecticut at the Travelers Championship at TPC River Highlands. Brian Harmon right now is your leader. He Shot a 64-66, first two rounds, is minus 10. Has a one-shot lead on three golfers. Zach Johnson, Russell Henley, and Matt Jones are all at minus 9. Uh, a couple of nice names at minus 8. Bryson DeChambeau, Paul Casey, and Bo Hostler. And then big names at 7, Bubba Watson, Rory McIlroy. Uh, Jason Day is in this tournament. He's minus six. Justin Thomas is in this tournament. He's minus five. Jordan Spieth is in this tournament. He's minus four. Won it last year. A whole out bunker shot in a playoff against Daniel Berger. I was right there behind the green. It was awesome. They awesome moment. Said that was one of the best moments of the PGA Tour year last year. It was. It was incredible. He hit the tree left of the fairway about a hundred and maybe two hundred yards out, and it knocked it right in the fairway. So he had a long shot. Puts it in the bunker on purpose. He was aiming for the bunker because that was the spot to be. Berger was whole high left just off the green, puttable golf ball, about 25 feet, just missed the putt to ha- you know, to con- extend the playoff there. But it was just an incredible moment to see the ball go in out of the bunker. Yeah, that tournament's getting better and better oh. every year, right, Kev? I tell you, you know, I, I, I there's a couple road trips uh, tournaments here um, that you have. Uh, Akron's going away after this year. I love that one. You know, you have the, the Canadian yeah. Open, obviously, at Glen Abbey. 
uh, the closest. Then you have Akron in second. Memorial, which we just had. This Travelers one's a gr- it's a fun golf course uh, to walk, uh, to watch. A lot of action on the golf course and just an extremely well-run golf tournament. That's right. All right, so uh, thoughts on Mickelson here in a moment. But uh, let's get now to our PGA Tour Champions Report. It's brought to you by Absolute Care and Orchard Brook, affordable adult-assisted living. The American Family Insurance Championship in Madison, Wisconsin at University Ridge Golf Club. Steve Stricker is your leader. (laughs) Minus eight. He is having a great season Well, he's in Wisconsin, his home state. He should win there. That's right. right. One-shot lead. Right Jerry now? Kelly second by chance? No, but oh, okay. John Daly is in third. Why, why look at me when you say that? I always you always yeah. want your your John you have Daly a similar update. physique. B- by the way, on the <laughs> you, no, I was thinking you both hit the hit the driver very long off the tee. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Speaking of physiques, did you see the photos? They released some photos of Greg Norman for the I, body issue. Yeah. Uh, now, it looked damn goofy with him. He's wearing the shark hat, right? Yeah. And that's it. And however, however. At his age, to be as fit as he looks, I you know well, I'd they, be in the body issue too if I look like that. That's right. They took my body to put his head in there. You know? Yeah. Just, uh, but anyway, so Stricker's your Nick leader Faldo, there. Nick Faldo had the best tweet ever. He said, "Why?" Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I that was my question. Why would you take these pictures? Yeah, it yeah. was just like, why? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Anyway, and she, coming from Faldo, the guy who won the Masters, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, Oh, on him. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Anyhow. So our Champions 2 report brought to you by Absolute Care. Stricker in front. Uh, Bryant's in second. Daly, Montgomery, Flesh in third. Rochester's Jeff Sluman tied for sixth. Four shots behind Stricker. Okay. A uh, couple of thoughts here in the U.S. Open. By the way, want to officially on air announce our Batavia Downs Majors Challenge winner. We tweeted out Nick Schmidt is the winner. Congratulations, Nick. Uh, you will enjoy, you and whoever you want to bring, will enjoy a night at the hotel at Batavia Downs. You'll enjoy $100 at a restaurant, one of the fine restaurants there, Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel, and $50 in free play. So want to thank everybody at Batavia Downs and Director of Marketing Ryan Hasenauer for, of course, supporting that t- a, uh, contest that we do for every major. And as you know, the Open Championship, the British Open, is less than a month away. So we're going to have information on that. All the information I tweeted out at Brian WGR. So if you want to be a part of the next tournament, how about these picks, Kevin? Nick Schmidt, our winner, he had Kepka, DJ, and Rose as his three picks. That's good. That is uh, really good. Yeah, so he had three players in the top ten. Obviously, uh, having Kepka got it done. Again, out of all of our entries, only two had Kepka. Two had re- only two had Reed for our Masters. Mm. Out of all of our entries, only two had Kepka. So shows you got you pick the winner. You you got a great chance to win. Yeah, how, it's hard to defi- I mean, it's only the third person to defend back to back in the U.S. Open. So he'd be it'd be tough to pick him. And, and it, wasn't he hurt earlier in the year, Kepka or something? Yeah, he and, was. And so he, he hurt he, his wrist at the wrist. Uh, yeah. tournament champion in Hawaii. He played well the week before too, roll, yeah. rolling into it. But yeah, he was kind of a dark horse out in my mind. I, I wasn't on my radar. That's right. So anyway, uh, Batavia Downs Challenge winner, Nick Schmidt, congratulations. Uh, we'll be in contact with you and uh, get you all your great prize back. We, you know, we have the Open Championship coming up, PGA Championships, two more chances in our Batavia Downs Majors Contest. Um, we, uh, in August, will be, and details will be coming soon, our Michelob Ultra Challenge. That's right. Um, and, you know, last year we lost 
this year we need to we need to we need to come back. But you know, it'd be great. Uh, you got. I think over- I'm playing better than I was a year ago. At okay. This point, so awesome. I'll, I'll be ready to I'm go. Glad you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to Phil Mickelson here. So Saturday. Sure, if you're listening to the show and you watch the U.S. Open, you know all about it right now. Mickelson's putting in his third round, having a bad day, as most of the golfers were. That was the day where the course uh, seemed to be set up, if you want to say, a little more testy than the other days were. He makes a putt. It blows by the hole. To me, it looked like he hit it way too hard. But nevertheless, uh, some of the players didn't like the course set up on Saturday. Zach Johnson was being quoted to say they lost the course. Uh, Mickelson, after he hits the putt, realizes what's happening, and then decides to chase the ball down and whack at it towards the hole after uh, after the ball had not stopped yet. After the round, you just heard his comments, said knew the penalty, wanted to move on to the next hole. A few days later, apologized. I'll do my quick two cents here, and then you guys can jump in. Um, I think he was annoyed at how the course was playing. I think he was annoyed at himself of how he was playing. I think he had a moment where his brain just lost it, and that was just his reaction. And I'm not ever going to defend that action. He shouldn't have done it. Uh, however, I think after the round, have he just explained that and said, guys, I thought the course was set up unfair. I had a terrible moment. I have no idea what I did there. I want to apologize. I took the penalty. If I have to take more repercussions being disqualified, well, that'll be what it is. Um, he has a lot of power. He spoke out against Tom Watson. He's spoken out about other things. And if he felt that the course was unfair and it's set up, whether you agree or disagree, he has a power and a voice to do that. And some players, I'm sure, would have had his back on that. But instead, he decided to defend the decision and actually say it was a calculated one, Kevin, which I know, I don't know, uh, that's where I think a lot of people really, really then said, well, you're circumventing the rules at that point. I know... We'll go with Jeff here first. I know you are in agreement with that. You think, bang, he really circumvented the rules. He should have been gone right Yeah, now. I thought he should have been DQ'd for that. I doubt he was over that putt thinking if I miss this and it goes past the hole, I'm going to run up there and swat it. It's a, it's a gross violation of the rules in my mind. If it was any other player, I believe they'd be DQ'd. I also think that they were feeling the stress because they, they knew they messed up the they golf course. They had a bad Saturday, yeah. Well, he had a bad Saturday, but well, the, the USGA, USGA did, was feeling yes. some stress. And then if they DQ one of the most popular players – you know, that's another bad look for him. But, you know, you take away the name, you take away the history. I think, you know, if I'm the rules person there, I think he's DQ'd. Um, I, maybe or you I'm wrong. highly encourage him to withdraw. Maybe you or if I way. were him, I think I would have withdrawn um, after that. I, it was, His wife supposedly on Sunday said he offered, and the USGA declined declined and said, you took your penalty, we're, you know, we've made our ruling. And I wonder if that's a piece of what you're saying, is that they didn't want more bad press because then it would turn into, well, you disqualified him, and he and, or disqualified him, and the reason he was frustrated was because you set up the course. You, you know, should, poorly. Th- that shouldn't be a factor in the decision. The, right. the factor in the decision should be based on the rules of golf and how he broke them, and and it has, should do nothing with the personality or any other. But a lot of this, circumstances. a lot of this is PR by uh, by by Mickelson well, by the USGA. Well, the USGA had a bad week, even on Twitter when they wished Phil a happy birthday. Said happy birthday, hope you're enjoying day wherever you are. He's in your tournament. Yes, I saw All that. Right. You know, I you saw that. that, right? Like, yep. come He's on, back guys. And moving balls on the putting green. Yeah, right now, yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, I agree. Uh, I don't think he stood over that putt thinking, all right, this goes by. I'm going to chase it down and knock right. it off. I think he started because he started walking around. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's going, and the frustration got to him. Everybody listening out here, everybody's ever played the game of golf has had a terrible moment on the golf course, and Phil Mickelson had one 
right there. And it's probably one of those things he did it and is like, oh, my God, what did I just do? Uh, I, you know, I do think when he went after thinking, man, I can, I'll hit this. It's two strokes. I don't want to be back down there. Everybody complains about pace of play and professional golf at the U.S. Open. He was picking up the pace there but not having to go down. That's a joke, people. I'm not defending uh, that. He got a two-stroke penalty. He was penalized for his action. There are penalties in golf for those reasons. I don't think he should have been disqualified. I, I think he, he paid a price in the penalty. He took a 10 on the hole, for crying out loud. Uh, that's the penalty. Uh, afterwards, I think he tried to put a face on that, uh, the toughen up. Part of it, I agree. I mean, they're playing for a lot. Of, there's a lot of pressure and a lot of things on the line there, and it's just uh, uncharacteristic of him to do so. He came out and apologized afterwards. Uh, this is Phil Mickelson, one of the greats of all time, and I, I think what happened was appropriate uh, with the two-stroke penalty for it. So. Okay. Well, there are penalties in golf for reasons. Hey, you know, if you hit a ball on a hazard and you can play it, you're technically right in the integrity of the game. You should play it. How many guys take a drop because it's in a hazard when they could have played it? Well, you don't have to play it from a hazard. That's I know you don't hazard. have to, but aren't you, if you can play it, aren't no, you're you supposed not obligated. to? No, that's your option as a player. If your ball's in a hazard, you are allowed to take a drop. That's part of the rules. What he did was... Outside the rules. There are guys who take unplayables when they could play it, though, too. Right. Which is within the rules. Well, I know it's within the rules. And so is a two-stroke penalty. It's How you handle the rules broke a rule. is a uh, debate that will live on forever in golf. No doubt about it. Hey, we want to thank everybody here at East Aurora Country Club at the International Junior Masters event. Again, it's this week, the 25th through the 29th. It's free, open to the public. Parking is free. Uh, you can come on by here, check out all the information, internationaljuniormasters.com. I want to thank tournament directors Jeff Kamian and Paul O'Brien for joining us, course superintendent Drew Thompson, and head pro David Jones. And for everybody listening, thank you. Reminder, sign up, Duster Challenge, dusterchallenge.com, August 3rd at Fox Valley. Discount's going away soon, kids. Get that early bird special in. Next week we'll be at Lockport Town & Country Club, so we're heading north. Looking forward to that. Good luck to everybody here this week at East Aurora with the IGM tournament. And for PGA Pro, Kevin, excuse me, P, PGA yes, Pro, Jeff well, Meadis. Kevin, I'm a wannabe. Like a pro. I'm a wannabe. Kevin Sylvester. I'm Brian Colesiel. Derek Kramer, our producer, back in our Amherst studios. Derek, great job as always. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Our show will be up in our on-demand audio section, WGR550.com. Don't forget today, day two of the NHL draft. Coverage starts at 11 o'clock right here on WGR. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.